Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I will tell you about. Wait, wait a second. I've heard this before. Uh, Wait, wait, I've heard this before. What did it say again? Right, the Lord said to Abraham, leave your country, your people, and your father's household and go to the land. I will show you. Wait a second. Haven't I already been like challenged in something like this of obedience, of not really knowing where I'm going? Haven't you already done something like this in my life? Do you ever feel like that in your relationship with the Lord? Wait a second. Haven't you already taught me this once before? Right? He's calling Abraham in chapter 12 to leave everything, to give up everything that is known, comfortable, that he loves and cares for, to pick it up and to leave. And now here in a moment, he is saying, I want you to give up what is most comfortable and most valuable of you and give it to me. Because he cares about obedience and he cares about submission. And there's times in our lives where his will is not necessarily for us to know, but it's necessary for us to go. It's not about what you know. It's about being obedient and going. And here's Abraham. In the next verse, he takes his son and goes. Oh, wait a second. Like, previously, when he would hear God's promises and be affirmed in his promises, he made terrible decisions. And now here, he's being obedient and following through on what God's requiring of him. And this beautiful relationship, this beautiful journey, this that Abraham has been on to this test in his life, that if he hadn't gone through this journey, hadn't gone through these series of storms or uncertainties or terrible mistakes and receiving God's goodness and grace and reaffirmation in his life, I don't believe his faith would have been developed to a point for him to be obedient in a place like this. And in Hebrews 11, it says that he reasoned that God would have a plan on the other side of this. Because the promise was that his descendants were going to come through Isaac. And so if Isaac were to die, this promise then again falls. And Abraham's many time already almost jeopardized it. So like, okay, does this mean I'm jeopardizing it again? Yeah, he knew that God would have a plan. And the Hebrews author takes a little bit of liberty and fills in some spots that like, oh, he would have believed that God could have raised him from the dead, which yet there's no time prior to Abraham that we see God raising somebody from the dead. And so this faith development and increase that's taken place in Abraham over the the faith and the fear, the back and the forth has developed a character and a strength, and a surrender, and obedience in his life. And Kim talked about faith being a resolute confidence. And I believe that faith, as we see in Abraham's story, begins with obedience, but must overcome adversity to get to the place of resolute confidence. That we need to walk through the shadows of the mountains. That we need to face some difficulties. And unfortunately, many of those difficulties are done because of poor decisions that we make ourselves. Right? But God's goodness and his grace and his love is enough to respond with no wait. This is my promise. This is my promise. Oh, Lord, I made a mistake. I shouldn't have done this. 
This is my promise I have for you. This is my purpose I have for you. This is my plan for you. Ah, oh, Lord, I, I, again, I messed up. This is my plan. This is my promise. This is my purpose. So in the journey that you're on, mountaintop or mountain shadow, know that he is with you in the darkness. Know he's there when he calls you and he makes his promises to you. But know that he's there in the difficult days as well. I'm going to get the band to come on up. And I want to finish with a little bit of an analogy. Jen, what is this? A wrench. Okay? A wrench. This is a word that we often use in our language when a plan of ours uh, turns a little bit and doesn't go the way that we wanted it. It means what? Ah, a wrench got thrown into my plans. Someone threw a wrench in it, right? Uh, I planned on hanging out with this person this last weekend, yet uh, unfortunately they got really sick and a wrench was thrown into our plans and so we couldn't hang out. Oh, I planned on being a part of this church and this ministry, but a situation came up that I'm not really comfortable talking about and so a wrench was thrown into the plan and so I'm no longer going to do that anymore. Or sometimes there's bigger wrenches that get put into our life, right? Well, I had this really great and grandiose idea that I was going to do this in the future. um, But things have changed and, you know, whether it was me who made a decision or some other thing, the unforeseen circumstance happened, a wrench was thrown into the situation and I can't do it anymore. Or maybe a little bit more personal, a little bit more serious where it's like, you know what? A family member of mine got really sick that I never anticipated was going to happen. And so I just, I can't do it anymore. And I'm scared. I know this wasn't the plan that I had at the beginning that I thought God had for me, but this wrench was thrown into it. Or maybe it's a really big one, okay? (laughs) Like maybe it's a really big wrench that your plan seemed like it was thwarted completely and you begin to doubt that God even knew what he was saying in the first place. You ever been there? Okay, God, I, I, thought, I thought you meant this, but I'm really struggling in it right now. I felt confident like two months ago, but man, it's a struggle today. I heard you 10 years ago, but I am doubting it big time today. And so often we think that these wrenches come in and change our plans. But I believe that God has more than just a plan for our life. And out of the words that Paul uses in Romans 8, and I want to finish with this, and he says, We know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And so often we think wrenches get thrown into our plans, but I think often it's tools that God uses to realign us to his purpose. Because I want to be somebody, no, not at the end of my life, that I was like faithful to the plans, but rather faithful to the purpose that God had set for me. Even if plans may look a little different, I want to stay driven for the purpose that God has created me for. And that verse in Romans is kind of funny and sometimes misused. It says that God works for the good. God works. Praise the Lord. 
We sang about it tonight. Even though we may not see it, even though we may not feel it, He is always at work. Amen? Whoa. Maybe I need to do a little bit more preaching to do some convincing. Even though we may not feel it or see it, God is always at work. Amen? God works for the good of those who love Him. And so often we take that verse and we twist it a little bit. That because I love Him, that means things are going to be good and easy and breezy in the call that God has for my life. That if He's called me, my path is straight and simple and there shouldn't be any problems. But we all know that's not true. We all know that's not actually what that scripture verse says. The scripture verse in NIV says that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him. Not for my good because I love Him, but for the good for those who love Him. And in NIV, there was a footnote that I read, and it talks about that it's pluralized, and it said that in all things God works together with those who love Him to bring about what is good. So that made me think, okay, wow, this promise that God had for Abraham and for those who never experienced the, the fulfillment of that promise is because his good and his promise is so much more than just my plan. It's his purpose. And at the end of that Romans verse, when it says, excuse me, when it says uh, those who've been called according to his purpose, so often we think about it's my purpose. When it's really his purpose, like his plan, his purpose. And in the promises that he has, we need to understand they're not just for me. So they're not going to look always the way that I think they ought or should look like. Or in the time frame that I think they ought or should happen in. But it's in God's time. In his perfect time, he was gracious and he fulfilled his promise. And so I want to encourage you tonight, wherever you're at in this back and forth, faith and fear, doing your very best to be faithful, even though sometimes it's a struggle, God sees it. God knows it. God understands it. That that maybe your plan looks a little different than you thought it was going to look like. But God's at work. He's tweaking you. He's realigning you. He's going to remind you of his promises again and again and again and again in your life. And I think a way that we can get to the point where Abraham was at the end of offering Isaac as a sacrifice, and we know the story that it doesn't end that way, that he provided, God provided another sacrifice to take place instead of him giving him his son. But God's in control. God's in control of all these situations. And I wanted to finish off with this concept of like children. And you know me and my love is being a dad. I'm so grateful that we got to see you tonight, Jeff, and see about your story and about those orphans there. Like, like our value for children and for generations to come, oh my goodness, needs to increase in our life. It just does. His promises to me don't just affect me. It affects my kids. 
my salvation and the, and the call that he has made into my life is now going to affect my kids' lives and my kids' kids and my grandkids' kids. And so his promises are not just for myself, but they're for generations to come. And in the next couple of scriptures in verses uh, 20 to 23 in Hebrews, it goes through generations of faith because of Abraham's faith to Isaac and Isaac's faith to Jacob and Jacob's faith to Joseph. That your obedience and your surrender, fighting adversity and faith and fear, getting to this resolute confidence in your relationship with the Lord is not only going to affect your life, but for generations to come. And as we think eternally and heaven-minded in all that we do, I think we could have the same thing said about us as the ancients did as we read in Hebrews 11, that they were commended for their faith. That's the goal. That's my goal. How beautiful is that? To be commended for your faith in your surrender and in your obedience. So would you stand with me tonight? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray and we're just going to open up the altars for an opportunity for you Maybe you're in the fear quadrant right right now where you you feel like you're defending your own faith and your own reason and your own answers right now. And you need to get back to a dependency on God again. Maybe your plans don't look the way that you originally thought that they were going to look like on September 1st when you came here. But know that God's purpose is far greater. Maybe he wants to do a little bit of tweaking and realigning and affirming his promises again. Lord, we thank you how consistently faithful you were to Abraham. Again and again, time and again and again, that you would affirm and reaffirm your promises to him. You called him. You promised the blessing that he would be, the blessings that he would receive. You promised him about a child, and even though things looked different, and he imagined for years and years you were gracious and faithful to complete your promise in your timing. Lord, would you teach that to us tonight? That you will be gracious and faithful to complete what you have said that you would do in our lives in your timing. And so Holy Spirit, would you work inside of us in this moment that we have together to realign us with your purpose, to realign us with your promises, and to give us a a perspective of eternity again. To think of promises beyond myself, but for generations and generations to come. Would you reveal yourself to us in that manner again tonight? I'm going to open up these altars. I know we're nearing 9 o'clock, so if you feel you need to go, you can go. But if you stay, I'd love for you to stay. Unless you spend some-